on this episode of the DJ Bob Show. When I first met with my managers and when I meet with them still, a big thing that we're trying to balance is how and when we talk about me being trans um, alongside my music. Like, how much do we want to make my career about me being a trans musician? Like, I don't know if I want to just be known as, like, that trans guy that sings. I want the focus to be on what I can do and just who I am in general. But it's hard because, you know, I guess now I'm in a place where I'm actually pretty open to to being more open about my transition alongside my music career. Welcome to another episode of the DJ Bob Show. I'm DJ Bob. In this episode, we're doing things a little bit differently. Within our 10-year history, we've always been about bringing you fun, entertaining content to kind of take your mind off things and make you relax and enjoy simpler times. But sometimes, we talk about topics that matter, that will change your outlook on things and shift your focus. And the next two interviews... The one today and the one Friday evoke just that. In this episode, we talk with my friend Ari Zizzo about his journey being transgender and dealing with those stereotypes and all of the above. It's just a wonderful, meaningful, deep, impactful conversation. I can't really describe it. I'm just going to leave you to the interview. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. And, oh, there's a little surprise at the end, too. A lot has gone on over the past few months, and I just wanted to have you on to, like, discuss it and kind of, you know, just have a conversation because you've been so outspoken about it. And I think we could we could give a lot to our listeners here. So thanks for coming back, Ari. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, I'm excited to be here. I mean, of course, this is different than the last time you were here because it was more lighthearted. And, I mean, it's still going to be lighthearted, but this is more serious. And, you know, it is Pride Month, and you have a close tie to that community. Would you like to share kind of your story? Sure. Um, I mean, first off, thank you for even doing an episode on this. I think it's really important that people are, are still talking about everything that's going on and, and sharing their stories. Um, if you know, they think that they could be helpful to other people, um, I, uh, so <laughs> where do I even begin? It's a, it's a, it's a long tale, very, very long tale to tell, but we, uh, I will condense it into the more important parts. Uh, so, um, I am a transgendered man, which means that I was born biologically female um, but I knew by the time that I could walk and talk um, that I was 
a boy. I just knew. Just the way anyone else knows their gender just naturally. It was the same thing for me. Um, except that my body didn't, you know, match what was going on in my my mind and in my heart. Um, and it was it was really challenging to grow up, you know, um wishing you were something that you that you weren't. Um especially, you know, being around other boys and, and kind of feeling like the odd one out sometimes. I was always trying to prove myself uh to to guys to make them to make myself feel worthy as a guy. Um and uh you know I, I did that until it became so exhausting and it, things got really scary for me um when I was around thirteen, you know, and I I hit puberty and it was the wrong puberty and that just sent me down this crazy spiral and I was just a, a mess and you know I, I realized that I didn't want I didn't want to live if I couldn't live as a man um, you know no one around me knew what was really going on with me so I was just kind of silently battling all these inner demons and suppressing all my emotions and I'd been doing it since I was a little kid um, and that was a lot of weight to carry into my young teenage years um so i i decided to to speak up and to come out to my parents and my close friends and it was it was difficult bob because you know this was back in 2010 um being trans wasn't really spoken about openly in the media or really anywhere um so i honestly didn't even know that there was a word for me that there was a community that i could be a part of i just knew that i liked girls and i wanted to be a boy and so i did my best to try and explain those feelings um to my parents and it was again difficult because i couldn't really give them any direction in in terms of like research you didn't know any specific yeah i didn't know there was a word for me and at the time you know my my parents started doing more research on what i was telling them and we went to see <clears throat> went to see a specialist this like this doctor who was like leading and uh working with trans people and they like gave me a test to see if I was trans or not. <laughs> and then they confirmed that I had what used to be called gender identity disorder. Um, which, you know, was, was a really kind of crappy thing to hear. Because I, I didn't feel like I had a disorder or that there was anything wrong with me. You know, I mean... Well, I I juggled with with whether or not I thought there was something wrong with me all the time, you know. But to have someone else tell me that it was just kind of like, oh, that that sucks. I mean, now gender identity disorder is not a thing. Um, they took it out of the uh, whatever that book of mental illnesses is. 
Yeah, and you know, we've grown into a society that like when it comes to my community especially, people don't really want to like label things as much, but I found that having some sort of label for what I was going through was really helpful because it made me feel like I wasn't this just weird mystery, like this just smudge in society, you know. I I felt like I could belong to something and that maybe there were other people like me out there, which I ended up discovering pretty soon into my transition. I made a couple really close trans friends who were further along in their journey than I was. So it was really nice to be able to look up to them and look forward to all the things they were telling me about and in terms of their uh, physical transition. That was a, a big thing I had to battle with as I entered high school. I had only been out for about three months. And mm. so when I got to my high school, people didn't really know what to call me and everyone constantly was asking me are you so are you a boy are you you're a boy right because you look like a boy and it was just like yeah like (laughs) like, do you normally ask people these questions (laughs) um it was it was tough and you know to watch all my guy friends grow taller than me and hear their voices drop lower than mine and um while i was just still kind of feeling stuck in my body uh it was really hard and uh i got bullied a lot at the first high school i went to by older guys there who just didn't understand what i was going through um and that was really, really, really hard. And the school didn't really do anything to make me feel safe or supported at all. In fact, they yeah. they, they printed my birth name in our school yearbook as my name. And I'm, I was just kind of like, you know, the in, this entire year you've been calling me Ari. Why can't you just put that in the yearbook? <laughs> like, like, that... that my old name was was Ariana. It's not that it's not that hard to just just switch. respect someone's identity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so those those first few years of my transition were really tough, and you, I had to go through my like social transition before I could begin medically transitioning, and what that means is. I had to really work on myself becoming a man without uh, changing my body or anything at all. And I had to wait, I think, two years before I could start hormone replacement therapy and get surgery. I needed to be in therapy with my, my current therapist who's an amazing trans man that works with a lot of LGBTQ people. Um, but yeah, yeah you, you know, I, it was, it was really hard to just like feel like I needed to be a man, even though my body still didn't reflect that. 
and it was just really confusing for me. Um, but I'm also grateful that I went through that that period before I started taking hormones because I really grew a lot um, and began to really understand what being a man meant to me um, without having to, I guess, rely on my image and my body to decide that for me. And I'm going to be like honest with you. When, when I met you, I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it almost, it must've been so refreshing for someone even to be like, Oh, it's just him. Yeah. You know, and it's like, not to say that I would have treated you any different, but I think it kind of made it easier that I didn't know that. Like, when people hear something, they're like, oh, what do I do? How, you know, how do I call? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People just ask too many questions in the beginning. Yeah, no, people definitely can ask a lot of questions. It's why, you know, first off, I'm I'm really fortunate that I don't have to come out to people every time I meet them. Um, you know, I I I am a dude, like I look like a dude, I sound like a dude. Yep. I'm I'm just a dude. That's it. Plain and simple. Um so I've been real. I've been really blessed in that way as a trans person because you know there are a lot of trans people that don't pass as well as the gender that they are transitioning over to, um, and they struggle and they don't know who they are. Yeah, well, they they definitely struggle a lot, but they're still amazingly strong people. It just it just I'm sure can be very frustrating to have to constantly come out and feel like your story you're just always so vulnerable like you're you always represent that story and that transition that you went through like just walking down the street you know um but yeah i i usually wait to tell people until i've formed a good friendship with them and they've just gotten to know me for for me and you know then i can throw yeah. that in there and they can be like oh wow that's something really interesting about ari and yeah and you know and you know me i always have i don't think i've ever talked about it to you just because i don't feel like there's a need you're just a dude <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um but you know, I, I've come to a point in my life, and it, I wasn't here in this mindset uh, until I'd say this past year, um, where I actually look forward to telling people about my story. It's something that I'm proud to talk about, and I'm I'm not as ashamed of anymore. And I've been a lot more vocal about it on my social media, um, which is also new to me. But you know, I'm. I feel like I owe it to myself to be open and proud and strong about what I've been through and who I am because 
you know, I know if I were still 13 or 14 and I saw someone like me today doing what they're doing, I'd feel a lot safer and a lot less alone. So I think it's, I think it's important that I'm, you know, talking about these things and I'm active. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel very fortunate to have the amount of support and love that I do in response to, to all of it. Um, well, I think we've come you, a long way. You know, you know that I've always supported you. Oh and, yeah, of course, man. And um, it's you. really, it's really cool to be able to have this conversation and to to learn and to grow because a lot of people don't. This is still new to lots yeah. of people. You know, yeah. Some people are just. It's not that they're like, like they. Have, it's not like they have anything against it. They're just unsure. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's still a lot of ignorance out there, um, and you know that's one of the things that was tough for me when I was in high school when I was getting bullied by those older guys is. You know, they were friends with some of my friends and I just didn't understand why they didn't just come and talk to me and ask me things because I, I wanted to teach people about my experience and I wanted to educate people all the time. And I know like a lot of people now are saying like, you know, that's not your job. Um, you shouldn't have to do that. But like, I feel like it's good that I do and that I try because... I want people who are ignorant and who do say mean things and come after people like me to meet me and see that we're not so bad, <laughs> you know? You're the only person that can explain yourself. Right. I mean, I'm the only one that can explain my disability to you. Right. It's similar. Right. We have the way we think and what we do. And we have to just let people know. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't really... I mean, sometimes it can be a little exhausting explaining really basic things about being trans to people. Um, but I, I always remind myself, it's just like, you know, someone once explained it to me for the first time and I was very grateful that they did. Um so if I can be that person to speak from experience and educate someone, um, then I then I will, you know. I I remember going up to one of the guys that bullied me. Um when I was in high school, I just went up to him in the hallway and I was like, you know, man, I know we're not friends, but you can always ask me anything about my transition. I'm more than happy to explain what I'm going through to you so that you have a better understanding of who I am as a person and, you know, stop messing with me. I, I really would like to talk to you about what it's like to be me. And he just was like floored. He was like, Oh, Oh, uh, okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> and then he like kind of left me alone. 
after that it was it was really interesting and that's the thing is like once you make them see you as a person and not just this like thing this it you know it it uh it can really change people's perspectives a lot and you know not to compare what i go through to you but it almost the same where it's like I can say one thing and I could say something really kind of like, oh, like you don't have to talk to me like I'm five years old just because you're in a wheelchair doesn't mean I can't hold a conversation or something. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally, dude. So it's, it's similar and it's accepting and it's inclusion and it, all those yeah. things that we should be implementing in schools and daily lives and just the world yeah i wish that schools taught kids about my community about disabled people about black history you know about all of the things that make this country so incredibly unique, the diversity that we have here. Um, I, I know if I had learned about my community growing up, I, I think I would have come out a lot sooner. It would have saved me a lot of problems that and a lot of heartache, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would have loved something like that. Uh, yeah. I, I wish there was a m more, emphasis on educating people about minority groups in schools especially little kids because that's when you're the most impressionable whenever they talk about a disabled person on tv there are a few exceptions but odds are it's always let's make room for this kid let's make him feel included but it's but i want the person in the wheelchair to tell the story. Yeah. You know, or the, I don't want us to be the pity party. Like the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or and you shouldn't be either. Absolutely. It's just our world is so, and if anything, people should get it now because it's being publicized and it's being I don't want to say thrown in yeah. people's faces, but yeah. it's out there. And that's something that frustrates me a lot about people who still are so ignorant and just don't know what's going on in the world or about people like us, um, especially when it comes to like my community and, and with Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on with racism in our country right now. There are still so many people who just ref like they just refuse to admit that they're wrong about something and relearn and change their opinions like the, there is just a plethora of information out there for people to educate themselves and understand what's going on and why people are so angry and why people are so scared and so i just i cannot excuse ignorant people anymore like i i 
I just can't. Like you have no excuse to not know what's going on in the world and to not know what a, a trans person is or why black lives are being taken at such an alarming rate um, or why trans people are being killed. Like these are all things that you could learn with a quick Google search um, or ask somebody or yeah, or just, or literally just make a status and ask someone. And I wish, and I feel like a lot of people are just like afraid to do that too. Um, yeah. And it's like, I never spoke I mean, I I talk about my disability like on social media stuff. You see that, but it's like I try not to let it be the focus of the podcast because then it becomes too preachy. Yeah, and it and then it only becomes about that to the you know yeah the average consumer. And that's why I make sure to like. Make sure it makes sense. Yeah. Like, why is this here? To- totally, you know? man. I mean, that, you know, reminds me of when I first met with my managers. And, and when I meet with them still, a big, a big thing that we're trying to balance is how and when we, we talk about me being trans um, alongside my music like how much do we want to make my career about me being a trans musician like I don't know if I want to just be known as like that trans guy that sings um, I want the focus to be on what I can do and just who I am um, in general but it's hard because you know I guess now I'm in a place where I'm I'm actually pretty open to to being more open about my transition alongside my music career. Um I don't know, my my mindset about it changes a lot and has changed a lot over the years. I I was on a documentary on MTV called The T Word. Um, it was a Laverne Cox documentary and it featured me and I think it was five other trans people's stories. Um, the whole thing was initially supposed to just be a documentary about me. Um, but I didn't want that and I was scared that people were going to see it and be like, oh, he just just know me from now on is like, that trans dude that makes music and you know kind of like I said before and I really didn't want that um when I was like 17 or 18 so I decided that I'd rather be a part of a uh like a bigger storyboard like more stories involved and yeah like multiple stories in one yeah yeah and I'm I'm glad I went that route too because then you got to see so many different trans experiences I'm glad you fought for it. Yeah. Um, like, did you literally say to them, "I want it. I'd rather it this way"? Or, um, yeah, I I just kind of said that you know I'd rather this not really highlight me as much, and that was honestly mostly just out of fear 
and shame about my transition that I was still dealing with at that age that I don't struggle with as much now. Um, you know, it took me a while to be proud of who I am. Um, but, you know, it was through things like that, going through that documentary and seeing how it turned out and how many people it touched that really helped me understand and learn how to start loving my transness and like who I am. What is he, what is like one of your favorite memories of like just letting people know or a memory where you you kind of shifted somebody's focus on it or any moments like that? Um you know I had I had quite a few moments like that in like the beginning of my transition um but the the ones that really stick out to me were when I was in college and I founded a fraternity chapter with a bunch of my guy friends and it was extremely frowned upon by everyone on my campus and we would get so much hate and that hate and anger would continue until I would come out and be like, hey, actually, you know, I'm trans guy and I'm leading this fraternity. I'm its president. Um, and it would always start really interesting conversations and make people really change their perspectives on me and on my organization, um, which was always really cool. I, I loved having people try to come crash our, our parties and then I'd just pull one of them outside and be like, let me tell you about my life growing up trans and what it means for me to be trans and a part of something like this. And it would completely shift their perspective on the whole thing and they would end up leaving us alone. <laughs> and that was just sometimes a great feeling. They, some, sometimes they need yeah, that. Yeah, totally. You just need that push. You just need that edumacation. Or that, yes. <laughs> um, so, let's just talk about how do you think, you know... Coming out has influenced your music, like exposing yourself more through social media and stuff like that. Um, hmm. Well, you know, like I said, if that's, if that's too loaded. No, 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 no. I'm just trying. It's, I mean, there are a few responses I, I have to that, I guess. I mean, Part of it is what I was talking about before was like trying to figure out how openly trans I wanted to be as a musician, how much I wanted that to play a part in my career as an artist. Um, it also, um, I mean, it provided me with, with a lot of material to write about. Um, I got a lot better at songwriting by 
talking about how it felt to be me and go through my transition. So it's been tremendously helpful for me as an artist um, because it's it's required me to part of my French, but figure my out, you know, you know, I'm not just some dude that sings and writes songs. Like I'm a trans guy that's been through a lot of stuff and I have a lot to say and a lot to share and a lot to give to other people through that and through my music. So I, I think being trans and a musician is a pretty beautiful combination I'm, I'm very proud of it now. And I really didn't used to be. And going back a little bit, was there one moment back when you were a teenager just starting to figure this stuff out that made you realize, okay, I have to tell my parents, I have to... Or was it a, was it a collection of moments that kind of just boiled up inside. I know you was there one instinct? Well, I think it was a a accumulation of just years of suffering and pain and shame and being terrified. Uh I was This is kind of dark, but I was in a really suicidal state for a a good chunk of time right before I came out Um, because I just didn't think there was ever going to be any way that I could live happily or live in a body that was who I was. Um, The break... The breaking point for me was I um, I had never told anyone growing up that I liked girls either. I was because when I thought of myself liking girls, I thought of myself liking girls as a guy liking girls instead of like being a, a lesbian. That just didn't make sense to me. And I didn't want to tell people that. Yeah. Um, so I just silently had feelings for girls for years, um, and watched them like my guy friends and kiss my guy friends and go on dates with my guy friends. And there was one girl in particular who was my best friend in eighth grade. Her name was Josie. Um, and she was the first girl I ever admitted my feelings uh, to and I took her to a really beautiful spot in New York City right under the the Queensboro Bridge and Sutton on Sutton Place and I told her about all the girls I've liked and I named them all out and and then I was just like you know and then I like I you I'm like so in love with you and this was before I came out as, as trans. Like, I'm just reiterating. And uh, she, you know, was just like in shock. And uh, f- 
felt so horrible that she couldn't say it back and we went back to my place and she she was sleeping over that night which was like oh great yeah and i just went into the living room and i literally just fell apart i just like fell to my knees and just cried and cried and cried because i just didn't know what to do anymore like was anyone ever gonna love me was anyone gonna understand or want me how could anyone want me when i'm like this um i just couldn't and i just i just couldn't take it i couldn't i could not take it and uh you know, I had essentially just lost one of my best friends through that too. I didn't see her again after that the following day for years. Are you in touch now? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're 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 great now. I mean, this was back when we were like thirteen. I know, I know, but still, that could have that could leave a mark. Like that could. Well, it did for a while, um, and that was the the breaking point for me you know after that happened i was just so hurt and so angry and over it and i it was either i was going to end my own life or try to start to make a new one for myself and so i came out to my dad first and i told him everything and he just cried and was like i'm so sorry that you've been going through this and uh he was really loving and supportive my mom was a bit of a different story at first it was hard for her to adjust and that was really tough for a few months because she would just cry all the time and mess up my pronouns and she just didn't understand really um but she ended up coming around and you know, I'm really thankful she did. And she's one of my biggest supporters ever. Both my parents have been amazing. And I'm really blessed to have that because not a lot of trans people get to have that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that night with Josie was, was the breaking point for me, I think. The thing that just I pushed me to come out. So, um... One one question I have for you is, um, if there if there was a kid, the age you were when you came out listening to this, what would you say to them? Ooh. It's a different world, but still. Yeah, and I would, I would, remind them of that. I would say, you know. You know back in my day <laughs> when i was coming out yeah great yeah, gra- yeah grandpa <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but you know when i was transitioning into the world it was it was a different world and it was a lot meaner and more ignorant and harder than it is now i i would say to them that even if you struggle with acceptance from your family you're so not alone in that and there's a whole family of trans people for you all over the world and all over this country and i i just 
would want them to know that no matter what, they're going to get to a place where they feel proud and they feel whole and they feel like the person that they know that they're meant to be. It's going to be hard and long and you need a tremendous amount of patience and guts to work through your inner demons and the crap that's been eating at you but you're gonna learn you're gonna grow you're gonna get hurt um but you know what that's that's life and that's life for a lot of people whether you're trans or not just being trans is a very unique experience and you know ultimately it's it's a beautiful one and uh you know i i'd say to that person that they are beautiful and they are loved by me they are loved by all of their trans brothers and sisters so no matter what happens they will always have support and they shouldn't be scared to reach out to other people going through what they're going through to seek some comfort and advice i i found a lot of trans kids would do that with me while i was growing up and going through my transition and it meant a lot to me that they felt that they could confide in me and it was also really helpful to be able to help someone else uh but yeah i mean this the world the our country is in a really scary place right now but there are so many people in our country who know better and who want to better themselves and educate themselves and learn more. Um, and so I just told that, that kid to just, just don't be afraid. Um, and if you are, it's okay, but that they're, they're going to be okay. Like no matter what, there are so many, so many resources now to help people like me feel safe and get the care that they need. Um, and it's still a, an uphill battle for sure. There, We have a long way to go. But even since I came out 10 years ago, so much has changed and it's allowed me to feel comfortable even speaking about these things in the open. Um, so, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on to discuss this today. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for providing me with a platform to talk about it. So I think this question is more important than ever. After what you just said, where can people find you on social media? Because I know that if it ever came to it, you would be a listening ear as much as you could. So absolutely. Um, my social media is pretty straightforward. It's just my name. So my Instagram is Ari Zizzo. It's A R I Z I Z Z O, and I'm on Facebook as well. My, if you don't know me, don't friend me on my personal page. But my music page is on there, and you can message me on there. Uh, Twitter is just. Ari Zizzo music. Um, you the gotta best get place better with that. You me. gotta get better with Twitter, though. 
Ah, uh, yeah. I've been, I've been get, I've been getting on there lately. I just, uh, it's just not my favorite app. But if if anyone is listening to this right now and is struggling with something, especially something, you know, pertaining to being trans or or struggling with their sexual identity or just gender identity in general, like DM me on Instagram. I'm I'm always there to talk, honestly. I I check my DMs pretty frequently, so you can always reach out to me with any questions you have or any advice that you need. Um, you know, I want to be there for you. I want to be there for anyone in my community that's struggling. It's so it's so important to be there for each other. I mean, we're you know one big family. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, DJ Bob. Yeah. <laughs> You're the man, dude. Hey, this is Ari Zizo, and you're listening to The DJ Bob Show. And I'd give up forever to touch you Cause I know that you feel me somehow You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be And I don't wanna go home right now And all I can taste is this moment And all I can breathe is your life When sooner or later it's over I just don't wanna miss you tonight And I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that they'd understand That when everything's meant to be broken I just want you to know who I am And can't fight the tears that ain't coming the truth in your lies Cause when everything feels like the movies Yeah, you bleed just to know you're alive And I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that they'd understand That when everything's meant to be broken I just want you to know you 